reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Timothy Hoover, and it's another episode of Taking It to the House. My opening take, well, on the 11th of this month, we'll be celebrating veterans today. I'm a veteran, my father, my brothers, many members in my family, my co-host, Dr. C. Victor Herpin, my producer, Steve Howard, all veterans. And so I want to take this time before I get started and saying thank you for your service and thank those who have served and those who are serving currently. So it's a multifaceted time to just relax, sit back and enjoy uh, and say thanks to those who allow us to do the things that we're doing. Right now, we're just talking sports in the freedom of my own house, my own home. So I wanna say thank you for those who have served. That's number one. Just recently, man, the World Series ended another baseball season. And so the Astros, I have a tough time celebrating the Astros for anything, but you got to give them props. They won the World Series. They beat the Phillies. And, and, and so I want to say congratulations to the Astros. But what I do want to salute is Dusty Baker, Afro-American, former Dodger, former uh, coach for the Cincinnati Reds, and I believe the Giants. I don't know how many stops he's had as manager. Don't quote me on those managerial stops, but he is the current manager for the World Series champion, first ever. Okay, so uh, he he has represented us well as African Americans. Plus, you got to celebrate Dusty, man. If you know anything about him, the road that he's traveled and the many challenges that he has faced. And he was a decent baseball player. He was a decent baseball player, but a better manager. So I, I expect him to end up in the Hall of Fame one day. So I salute you, Dusty. And I'm going to take this time to the Astros. Uh, I, I, I'm going to salute you. As long as I'm a Dodger fan, I'm going to have a tough time doing that. But I do realize how hard it is to win a game, let alone win the season, the World Series. So uh, I may not like you, but I got to like uh, excellence. And so to Dusty Baker and that Houston Astros, congratulations. Football, man, we're in full effect. So some of the surprises this year in the NFL, man, we could talk about Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. We can talk about Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, who's having the worst season. Collectively, they're having a terrible season for both them as individuals and as quarterbacks and leaders of their team. We can we can we can touch on that, but I think one of the biggest surprises is the the champions, the Rams. You guys don't look anything like champions right about now. You can't run the ball. 
Stafford, anytime he throws the ball, it's really a chance that it's a pick six. And your defense, not who they once were. So what, what, what is the problem? What's going on? Well, I do know your team is not intact. It's hard to carry the team from one season to the next. And even when you do that, there's no guarantee that you're going to win. Odell's been injured. You haven't re-signed him. When you're a le- leading uh, lineman, uh, I can't think of his name, but I think it's Whitworth. He retired. Uh, Von Miller from the defensive side, he's no longer there. He's with Buffalo. So, yeah, there's a lot of dynamics, but I still feel as though you should represent yourself a little bit better than what you're doing. Yeah, golly, I know you got a target on your back. I know people are trying to shoot you down every which way, but I do expect a better showing from the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, my Los Angeles Rams, your Los Angeles Rams. So uh, there's still a lot of season left. I expect them to turn it around. What are the surprises we got in the NFL? Seattle Seahawks. What? What? Pete Carroll as the coach. Uh, I've always liked you, Pete, man, especially when you were with uh, USC. So uh, kudos to you and the turnaround. I did not. I did not see this coming. And right now you're on top of the NFC West. So uh, Geno Smith, quarterback, you get rid of Russell Wilson and and is he a downsize or downgrade? It doesn't look like it because Russell's not playing very well for Denver. Yeah, new system, new scheme. Maybe it's apples, oranges. I don't know. But what you guys are doing up there in Seattle, it's like with smoke and mirrors. A decent defense, young guys. But I think the biggest surprise is the quarterback. He's been with the Jets. Where else was has he been? Um, I can't remember where else he's been, but... Now he looks like he's all pro. I mean, really, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's managing the game. He's running. He looks like he's in complete control of the offense and down and distance as well in time management. So look at you guys, Seattle. Go ahead. Do your thing. Um, NFL, other surprises. You had Cincinnati. They were the AFC uh, representative for, in the Super Bowl, and they don't look like themselves either. Um, so even leading up to the Super Bowl last year, Cincinnati was they had holes on the line. I mean, just a sieve, and it looked like Burrow just wasn't going to make it. But they they got it together enough where they went to the Super Bowl. So you're thinking, okay, they got some offensive uh, linemen, some changes, some uh, uh, to to shore up the line to protect Joe Burrow. But week to week, you don't know what which Cincinnati team is going to show up. No, they don't look like the uh, uh, AFC representative for the Super Bowl either. Um, but this past week, Joe Mixon five touchdowns, bro. I don't know when's the last time I saw something like that happen. So Joe Mixon, uh, you've always had this talent. What was it this week that they showcased you and you got these five touchdowns running and, and catching the ball? So, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Christian McCaffrey, you came out of hell, bro, went to heaven. Leaving Carolina to go to uh, San Francisco. Your first, no, it wasn't your first game back, your second game back. 
You throw for a touchdown, you run for a touchdown, and you catch for a touchdown. You were everything that they want you to be in San Francisco. So now San Francisco looked like they're coming up. And, you know, they started at the bottom, now they're here kind of thing. They still got Jimmy G at the quarterback, but he's not the problem. Uh, it, it was as though they just didn't have enough weapons and they had some, some people hurt on defense. And so healthy, let me put it another way. Let's start over with that. Uh, it's, it's my prediction before the season started that they were going to be the NFC representative. Now they got Christian McCaffrey, get it, get healthier, get your Bosa, uh, Bosa uh, on the defensive side, get, get him healthy. I don't see anybody else really in the, in the NFC that can beat them. That's my call. Yeah, I know Dallas is looking good. Man, Philly, uh, the, the, the Eagles, they look solid. They look unbeatable, but um, I still say the 49ers are the better team. Now, I'm not going to talk down Philly to bring up the 49ers, Philly, the Eagles, excuse me. I'm not going to talk down the Eagles to bring up the 49ers. I think that the Eagles don't have many flaws either. And you guys heard me here talk about uh, their quarterback, uh, Mr. Hurts. So that's going to be a nice matchup if those two face up in the NFC uh, championship, uh, the conference championship, those two facing up against one another. So those are a couple of my surprises, my take on the NFL. I was just talking about the NFL, some of the surprises that's going on. We talk about Aaron Rodgers, and we talking about the Green Bay, Tampa Bay, their quarterbacks, their dilemmas, their problems, and then what's going on in Seattle. So before I leave the NFL, now that you're here, your takeaways, man, on the NFL at the this midpoint of the season, sir. We've always gotten used to Aaron Rodgers saying that the first couple games, there's a couple losses. Relax. We got this under control. I actually watched the game the other day between the Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions and wondered, one, why was I watching two under 500 teams perform? But only because, one, I had fantasy uh, fantasy player interest, but two, just thinking Aaron Rodgers would do this. This is, the, this is the rebound game. This is what he needs. He is actually in the red zone. Not even in the red zone. He is so close to the end zone. You can literally smell it. I mean, he was right there, Twice. and he could not yes. deliver the yes. win. Twice. Could not yes. deliver the win. It's one of those things where they've said many times in the past, you talk to vets and you listen to commentators, they say, when it's gone, it's gone. And is it gone? Did he stay that extra year he did not need to stay? We watched Peyton Manning when he stayed, and he's throwing the quails and all this kind of stuff. Hey, is it gone? That went quick. So you lose Devontae Adams last year. Was it that big of a loss to lose him? 
did Matt LaFleur as a coach this fall off overnight and no longer is effective? I mean, it's really hard to say that what is happening at Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. He's the one that's throwing the ball. He's the one that is calling the plays. Why is his performance looking like this? If he's still in South America with the ayahuasca and mushrooms and doing some kumbaya stuff, 1960s, you know, hippie level, hey, I got you. Do that. But if he's still <laughs> if he's here in the States, take the piss test, bruh, and get your game back on. This is not the Aaron Rodgers we've come to know for the last plus 10 years. Yeah, you know, Jimmy Johnson, I was listening to him on Cowherd earlier today, and Jimmy Johnson made a, a couple of good points on Aaron Rodgers. Because right now it's a lot of scuttlebutt talk. I don't know how much is true about Aaron Rodgers and he these young receivers. You talked about Devontae leaving. So in his in this void, you got these young, maybe first year, second year receivers, with the exception of uh, Lazard that are out there. They don't know the game. They don't know the playbook. They don't know Aaron Rodgers. But Jimmy Johnson says, you had OTAs. You had preseason. You had opportunities to try to build on chemistry and expectations and talk to, bro, you out there smoking that wacky tobacco. You doing stuff. You finding your inner your inner uh, uh, self out there in the mountaintop. I don't know what you were doing, but you weren't melting with your team. And so part of the problem is you, Aaron. Yeah, there's a significant drop-off. We do expect all of us, as we age, there is going to be some drop-off. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, the other thing he said is those were terrible throws in the red zone. Terrible throws. They were not throws that you expect a Hall of Famer to make, even with deteriorating skills. It's just like you think you can do it, and you did it, and it was the wrong decision, the wrong throw. Come on, man. You got three points. You even you, you, you had a chance for three points. Why do that? So I'm going to res respect what Jimmy's saying. They study more tape than I do. And plus, he's he's coached. He's been on the sideline. He knows. And and even you, you know, you and I, with our own eye test, this guy, something's happened, man. <laughs> Something has happened. I know father time, yes, we can all see that. But it, it, it's like he can do it and then he can't. He can do it, he can't. Well, maybe it's time to stop. Just stop. Move on, Green Bay. Aaron, time to move on. I don't know. Well, I, I agree with you. One thing I will say to Aaron, be a leader. Do not blame your receivers. You got eight weeks in the league now. These are professional ball players. Right. You cannot start, you know, attributing your misfortune on them. That's the sign of a poor leader. Oh, I'm not being successful because my receivers, who also want a paycheck, who are also on contract, they don't want to play ball. Come on, bro. You are the leader. You yeah. are a Super Bowl champion. You are a two-time MVP. Do not say that. It, you got to come perform. Yeah. And if it requires you to stay extra, work ethic, put into right. a solid work right. ethic into them, you can't. You know, you know why that's, that's a fallacy to even say that? Because Tom Brady left New England Patriots and went to a whole new team. Whole new team. Whole new receivers. Only thing he brought with them was Gronk. Whole new coach. Whole new staff. Everything. And barely in the offseason because he came right in the middle of that Rona. So don't, don't, as you say, um, 
dismiss me with that. <laughs> Aaron, you're showing your true Agreed. colors now. You're showing your yeah. true colors. If you're a leader, well, you're in the same system that Matt Fleur gave you three years ago. So don't even don't 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 throw your receivers under the bus. Be a leader. Be a leader. Be accountable for right. the actions that are happening on the field and step it up. Well, since you mentioned fantasy, uh, the last time we aired, uh, you and I were going to go heads up in fantasy. So I got to let for the record show that my nephew, he took it easy on me. He saw that I had no hair, that I got some gray going on. And he felt sorry for me and he laid down like a cootie man. Yeah, he was face down, butt up, and he let me have that win. So I thank you, nephew, for feeling sorry for an old man and let me have that dub like that, man. What you got to say for yourself? Because I know I taught you better than that. Come on now. <laughs> hey, look, I think there's another rematch game coming in a couple of weeks. Hey, no excuses. Your boys brought it. There, I don't think I had a buy. You didn't have anybody with a buy. Your boys came with it. And hey, at the end of the day, my daughter told me a couple weeks ago her last game of her soccer season, they were winning three to nothing. The girls I had no idea 14 year girls can go start chirping one another. She told her the, the person she's playing against, she said, scoreboard. So all I can say right now, bro, you got scoreboard. I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing for you. You got me. But there is a rematch in a couple of weeks, and and I'm coming for you. Okay, okay. The NBA season transitioning to the NBA. <clears throat> Let's talk about the Lakers in particular, man. Um, Darvin Ham, I like him. I like him. What I'm saying is there's a definite change. He's leaving his imprint. He is coaching them. He may not have enough reps, and that's time that's to come. But I can see him coaching them. Here's what I'm talking about. Closing games, and the Lakers have only won two games out of eight, uh, so they're going to play tonight. Crunch time, it's coming down to it, and Russell – Westbrook. He's on the sideline. He is not in the game. It's crunch time. It's now or it's not cutting time as we would call it. And Westbrook is on the sideline, not even in for defense offense. He's not even changing them in and out like that. That's a hammerism. No, you're going to sit. I want the best five on the floor now to win this game. And they won that game. But I will also say Ham leaving his imprint, he said he was going to coach Russ up. And Russ is now coming off the bench. The two games that they did win, they he was coming off the bench and won, they won those two games. He's come off the bench for three games and they lost this last game. But Russell is playing like the Russell we thought we were getting in a reserve role, in a sixth man role. So Ham... It's not equating to wins yet, or if it will, I don't know, but I like the product. I'm a staunch Laker fan. I go back, I go back to the 70s when I was just calling my NBA awakening to the Lakers, uh, when they had Lucius Allen. Okay, I can go back, but to see you, Ham, to see the Lakers now, when I was talking about how they couldn't compete 
Uh, we had the sample size of last year. If anything, it was just going to be like last year. And I oftentimes last year was just mad. They weren't competing. They are competing right now. So thank you, uh, uh, Ham. Thank you for just putting a better product on the floor. AD is showing up. He's playing. Now, he's got a bad back, he's, he's, but he's still playing through it and at an all-star level. It's just right now their major, their major problem is just shooting. It's still, and everybody knows that worldwide. Everybody knows it. They just don't have that sniper. They're trying to develop your boy Matt Ryan, uh, but he's just not getting enough minutes, and he's a liability. Like most shooters, he's a liability on defense. So Braun is still doing his thing, but he can't shoot a three. Um, Beverly, I don't know if he's made two points yet uh, this season. So I can see things getting to where they could be respectable, but we need a shooter. I don't know how much of the Lakers you've seen, but that's my short take on the Lakers up to this point. Well, you know, I'm not watching them. Because they're under 500. Okay. I'm not wasting my East Coast standard beauty sleep <laughs> watching these jokers tantalize me and give me false hope. I watched two games, and the second game I watched on accident because I was on the phone with my father. And I just happened, the game happened beyond, and we were laughing, cutting up, and I was like, man, the game's on. And they sucked me in. They sucked me in, man, to almost believe they're going to win. But I will say this. I have recognized lineup changes. And I saw that Russell hit 26 points the other night coming off the bench. If he can embrace that role as a six-man, he can easily become a six-man award. And if I'm here, I will entertain that idea, one, because I still feel I'm a starter. But for some reason, I, I, I'm not able to place my best product on the court. So if I want mm -hmm. to be still worth the $40-plus million next summer, let me showcase my talent coming off the bench where I can play my traditional role as the point and be able to put up these triple doubles at the end of the day, that not only helps his brand, but it helps the Lakers as a whole. If you're still, if you're bringing 20 plus points off the bench. Great. Let's do it. The other thing is what are our strengths. If we know we're not an outside shooting team, don't be an outside shooting team. I watched right. some games a couple right. weeks ago and the teams were not living and dying by the three. I watched James Harden dig in the paint. I seen Maxi. I mean, they were just really slashing. So we have slashers. We have a big man in AD. We have a big man in LeBron. Why are we even settling for three-pointers? That's not our game. Anything will tell you. I will, say, I will tell any of my clients from a leadership perspective, we, we, we focus on our strengths. Our weaknesses are, are areas that needs improvement. But if we can focus on our strengths, the amount of talent and effort required to maximize your strength is significantly lower than amount of effort and talent required to maximize your weaknesses. So why are we right. working? We said this is game, game one. We, we're we not a great outside shooter. We need some daggers. Got it. Well, you don't have it. And right now you may not be able to afford it. So that's okay. Right. But if, if we're able to just put together what we have and let other teams work around what we're bringing, come on, man. AD and 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 with AD and LeBron being in that starting role, and then West coming off the bench, you run your pick and rolls. You let the outside shoes become supporting cast, not main cast. Not everyone's a Golden State yeah. Warrior where your outside shooters are your starting cast. 
So yeah. play to your strengths, man. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So I still will not watch until they reach 500 or above, which gives me opportunity to maximize my sleeping and enjoying other quality basketball. <laughs> I, I cannot see myself watching substandard basketball. Even though they're my ride or die team, I really value my sleep, but I'm not going to reward them with my time. No more I would want to reward them with my money by watching a team that's less than 500. And they're like five games under the 500. So until they show me that they can put the pieces together, and I do believe in him, uh, I'll catch the highlights, the 30 second highlights they get on uh, Sports Center. Well, we do need to talk about uh, the Bucks, man. Eight and oh, Giannis, and, and, and the leader of the pack. And they're doing this without Chris Middleton. The biggest difference with their team this year versus last year is Lopez in the center. He was hurt. He didn't play most of the, uh, the beginning of the season, so he's intact. So they got a, a paint presence, but that dog, they're undefeated. We still got to talk about the Boston Celtics to go through what they went through with the coaching change. And their coach is, what, 34, 35 years old? Coach never coached in the NBA before. So they did, Brad Stevens just picked him up off the – I'm going to say the scrap heap. But look at what he's doing with them and – I know our producer, staunch uh, Celtics fan, but he's talking about trading both or either one of them, Tatum, Brown. Trade somebody, but make a move. The boys in the first game, man, they both got 35 points. I'm like, something wrong with my producer. Maybe he got PTSD. He's been hit over the head. Maybe he just need a, a, blink, a binky or something. I, you give me Tatum and Brown. I'll give you whatever. I'll give you future draft choices. Give me both of them. Because they both can ball, bro. Yeah, they got the fallacies. Sometimes too much one-on-one. But the, the, the product, again, how they're playing and, and, they're, and incorporating the rest of their team. Wow. And to the coach. I, I don't even know his name. But Celtics and the Bucks, you need to be mentioned. We're talking about the bad with the Lakers. Let's talk about the good. And there's still a lot of great in the NBA when we talk about the, the Bucks and what they're doing. Uh, not not the 76ers. They're not playing so great just yet. Not the Nets. And I do want to know your opinion on the Nets. Not the Nets, but in particular Kyrie. Suspended by his own team. You know the story. I just want to get your take, man, as we wrap up this show. I want our fans to look at the video that we made three years ago when they picked up KD. They were get uh, they had Kyrie, KD. They wanted to bring in James Harden with Steve Nash, the rookie head coach. And I said, "This will not work because when Kyrie wanted Kyrie, he's gonna Kyrie, and guess what? He's gonna blow this thing up. And he tried to blow it up with COVID, and the Nets this." You know, still stayed on that Titanic, just thinking it was not going to sink. And he put his foot in his mouth last week uh, when not condemning anti-Semitism. Why play the word game? Why play the word salad? You all this summer had already put Steve Nash on notice and made statements such as, we don't need a coach anyways. So what was it? Did they just want a puppet in place so they can do what they want to do? They literally ran, the inmates literally ran the asylum. 
So knowing that and how the Nets as an organization allowed him and KD that much control where they can behave in a manner where no respect towards the organization, no respect towards their coach. So their coach gets fired and their one of their headline stars goes on a tirade regarding our Jewish brothers and sisters. I, I, I have no idea if he has a PR specialist, expert, they need to be fired. There's no way that someone allowed him to share that in a public, in a private space and then feel so convicted that he can share that in a private, in a public space and think nothing of it. My, my biggest issue, and we spoke about it last week, how long was it going to take before the Nets or even the NBA find him? How about the fact that he is a, if not the president, but he's in leadership for the NBA Players Association. How are you saying this kind of stuff, man? I, I'm, right now, it, it, what upsets me, in fact, not it upsets me, what pisses me off is that we will get to a point where we have held Adam, Satter, Adam Silver to a high standard, which I like, whether it's Donald Sterling, the, uh, the CEO or the governor for the Suns. We ran these guys out of the league. The Celtics ran their coach out of the out of, out of the organization. How are how are these how are they able to go to sleep at night knowing that he said these inflammatory things and not suspend them from an NBA side? NBA could have suspended him. The Nets could have suspended him. The uh, NBA Players Association could have made a statement. Let's let's say what's acceptable and what's not. One year, someone made some homosexual slurs. And they got crucified. Why now are we allowing a, 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 an athlete to make uh, anti-Semitic statements or not denounce it when the opportunity presents right. itself? <clears throat> that, right. That's it's again, we're, we're contradictory. And so why is he still in the league? Suspend if we're saying a zero tolerance organization and you and I are black men, we, we applauded the NBA when they took a stand for Black Lives Matter. Now, why are we allowing this to, to skate by like this is okay when we're not addressing the issue of anti-Semitism? Let's 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 right. we're gonna talk about women's rights and, and Adam Silver stood up against that. We stood up for blacks, we stood up for homosexuals. Why are we allowing this to go by as if nothing happens when we talked about anti-Semitism? This shouldn't this has gone on way too long. And he's had a leash way too long. He has had so much grace. I'm happy to see Nike take a stand and they withdrew their sponsorship from him. So now he, do we have his attention now? Because now if it doesn't make dollars, it does not make sense. Uh, the uh, anti-defamation uh, league said, we do not want your $500,000. They returned it. So I'm very disappointed in how the league handled that. Uh, I thought our Lakers was a dumpster fire, but at least we have guys with character and morals. We just don't play well on the court right now, but I'll take my franchise in a heartbeat because what's going on in with Brooklyn, that that's 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 embarrassing yeah. and it's sad. Yeah. And and yeah. then to add insult to injury, the same week they offer the a, a coach that's been fired or suspended by another team in the Eastern Conference opportunity to come coach, and he has allegations mm -hmm. for sexual misconduct. How's that? How's that even? How that even possible? How does the yeah. NBA even have a rule where you still got yeah. a criteria to say, hey, you know what? This team suspended you, 
but you're still eligible to coach. Come on, man. That right. that doesn't even sound like yeah. that adds up. That, that, so the yeah. Nets right now, uh, I can't even give them an award. There's not even an award bad enough to recognize this. Uh, they should have suspended that whole, uh, their whole organization for a year, just some of the stuff they're doing. I have no idea what's going yeah. on. Well said, uh, because when Susie Baker on the street talks about Kyrie and it's not about basketball, there's a problem, you know, because it's, 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 it's bigger than just basketball. What you're saying, Kyrie, it's bigger than you. And all they wanted you to do and they gave you time is to say, I'm sorry, or I didn't mean it, or that's not what I stand for. So speak up and denounce it to my uh, co-host point. So denounce it, step away, separate yourself from those views. How about you don't even get in that arena, into that space? So, uh, wow, you, you really did put your foot in it. You really did put your foot in it, Kyrie, and it looks bad. I'd rather just be able to judge you on, on what you're doing on the court, uh, Kyrie, than what's being said and done off the court. I know you're doing a lot of great things to the communities and you're giving money, but all it takes is one egregious thing to take away all the good that you've done. And so, brother, please put it to get it together. And there's not going to be many more opportunities before somebody says, no, I'm going to wash my hands of you. You're just going to be a great could have been. OK. And, and so I don't want that to be said for you. I, I think you have an opportunity to work on your legacy. And uh, so there's still hope. But Kyrie, the more you talk, the more trouble you get into. So maybe less talking for you and just perform uh, on the court. When somebody sticks a mic in front of your face, it doesn't mean you have to talk. Just talk about the game because you're getting pulled in uh, like the Godfather. Just when they want when I want to get out, they pull me back in. Bruh, don't be don't be caught up in that smoke. So don't do it. Ah, well, the show has run its course, my brother. And I had an opening monologue. I just ranted and I raved and I just said, bruh, you gave me the keys and I ran out of gas. <laughs> but I avoided, I avoided the tree and that S turn and I didn't wreck the car, but I just ran out of gas because I was just going. I was just going. Thank goodness you came up for it. <laughs> and I love you for it, man. But my closing uh, take is, is simple. Free Brittany Griner. And that's on you, the U.S. Free Brittany Griner. And I toss it to you, my brother. We just spoke about Kyrie Irving. We spoke about hate or not denouncing hate. We have a challenge. We have an issue in this country. And there is a fight amongst What's right to say? What's not right to say? Hate. Let's breed hate. Let's breed love. What? Who are we as a country? Well, guess what, everyone? Tomorrow on 8 November is your time to vote and share how you feel that you want the direction this company, uh, this country to go. So take the time, exercise your 15th Amendment right to vote. Get out there. Let your voice be heard. Continue uh, making this country that you want it to be, but if you're not happy with what it is, you have an opportunity to be heard. Take the time, go to the polls, 
8 November. Vote, vote, vote. This is important. It is your constitutional right. Many people have died for this right to vote. So take that time uh, to be heard. That's all I got, huh? All right, my brother. That's another episode of Taking to the House. We'll see you next week.